Welcome, everybody, to the Patty G Show. I am your host, Patrick Rimion, otherwise known as Patty G. I'm here with Ben Wynn of LA Revival Apparel. He's an LSU student, and he also runs a business on the side as well while going through the university. So this is going to be a really great episode. I'm super excited to have you on, Ben. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So what, uh, for those that aren't aware, what is LA Revival Apparel? To me, it sounds like an apparel brand. To other people, they're probably thinking the same thing. But I know that it's something far different than an apparel line. Yeah, originally it was going to be a clothing brand, but we decided to make it a direct-to-garment company. So the reason why it's LA Revival Apparel is because I came up with the name in high school like sophomore year of high school, I was playing Call of Duty, and I thought of, what if we make a clothing brand called LA Revival? Because I was thinking, I, I was playing zombie mode, and I thought revive, and then put revival after that, and that's how I got the name. And then I thought we should have something Louisiana related, so I put LA in front. That was basically it. So um, what was the beginning of like design of the the brand you know you said you wanted to have a t-shirt brand what were you going to do what kind of designs were you going to run um i was going to make i didn't have anything planned yet because i came up with the name after i got a direct garment printer okay so i had to figure out how to make money first before i could even make money with my brand which was you know one of the obstacles you have to make you have, you have to overcome before you even start on your brand first. Uh, I did this back in high school. We made t-shirt designs for local clubs and stuff. That's how we made our money. And then, yeah, I mean, if, if you want to go way, way back to it. Let's do it. it. I want to go way, way back. Okay. Okay. It was called BD Custom Apparel. I had a okay. friend, his name was Derek Wally, right? And we, we decided one day, hey, our t-shirt designs for school aren't that great. We can make our own, our, our own version, even better, higher quality. And that's what we did. And we used, we just got like a, a cutter and vinyl and a heat press. And that's all we did. And we made about $3,000 over those past two years. So after that, I mean, of course, through high school, things are going to get complicated. Your original friends don't become your best friends for life, right? Um, right. I mean, he's still my best friend. I still talk to him every day. But he had different views. He wanted to become a nurse or a theater major. And I wanted to become an engineer. So, of course, we things would have to split completely. So my dad saw how much money we were making. And he said, Ben, you should inv invest into a printing company or a directed garment printer. That has got to be one of the worst ideas he's ever had in his life. <laughs> Why is we that? We've had so many problems with the printers, so many issues. The amount of money I put into trying to perfect my my process is insane. If you see how many mess up shirts I had. Uh oh. I think we just lost Ben everybody. This is getting interesting. I think he just got completely disconnected. 
We're going to try to get them back, so hang in there, and let's see what we can do. I hope everybody's having a great day, though. It's a, a Monday, start of a new week, and um, oh, he's back. Awesome. Let's see if we can get him back. All right, Why Ben. <laughs> welcome. Welcome back. We were all worried there for a second. We lost you. Sorry, I'm on, I'm on the school Wi-Fi. So <laughs> um, where did it cut off at? It cut off. We were, we were talking about the money dumped into the direct-to-garment printer and kind of you perfecting your process as well as kind of all the mess-up shirts or what I like to say, the learning shirts. Not really mess-ups, the learning steps. You got a bunch of learning shirts that you were going through with the printer itself. Yeah. So one of the biggest mistakes my dad ever made me do, which was I, I, I we went to a, a printing show to, to see where the machines are, right? Just to see the machines in person. They had different brands and we picked the worst brand out of all of them and bought that one. I still have it, we still, but I perfected the process. I know how to fix the machines. If anything goes wrong, I'm able to take it apart, fix it and roll from there. And the reason why it's so hard to get into this is, is because if you're not able to invest enough time and effort into learning the process, just like any other business, it's going to fail, right? So it's it's been a long, long road for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude. That, and that's, that's the same with anybody getting a business started out. You know, it's going to be a long road. You're going to have all those ups and downs and those trials and tribulations, but it sounds like you kind of came out on the other side. So for... For those uneducated in the screen printing or the printing to t-shirt process at all, what is direct-to-garment printing? Um, direct-to-garment printing is basically, think of your, your paper printer inside your house, but much, much bigger on a much larger scale. Um, I can actually show you. I mean, I've got the machine over here. Absolutely. So it's basically a giant printer. It. See that? Okay. Yeah, I mean that's what the inside of your printer looks like, except smaller. Um. Yeah, that's it's. I don't even want to talk about how much of a headache it was. Okay, and so what's well, how long does it take to get through? You know, if if you're running through your printer, I know some printers on the commercial scale as far as like paper to ink and all that stuff. It's really quick and it's really fast. Some can print like 20, 30 pages in, you know, the matter of five minutes, maybe less. What kind of a timeline are we looking at for from start to finish one shirt, maybe start to finish a hundred shirts? Is it, you know, what, what kind of a time frame are we looking at there? It varies. It depends on how big the print size is. Um, say we'll do like a regular full chest image. That's like, to your down to your stomach from your the your chest right okay that would about it would take about two hours to pre-treat all of the shirts you have to apply a special chemical so that the white ink it's going to lay down a white underbase first and then color on top so the reason it does is so that the colors will pop on black shirts you can't just print yellow on a black shirt and expect that to show up because you need something to make it pop, um, make the colors show. Um, it takes about three minutes for it to print. 
about another three minutes pre-treat. If it, I'm, I'm gonna just guess that we're doing one shirt. It takes about three minutes to pre-treat, three minutes to heat press that shirt, and then another three minutes to print the shirt. I mean, you're looking at about 10 to 15 minutes just to put out one, one shirt. But it's a lot faster than screen printing it. I know that for a fact. So did you ever dabble in screen printing or you just went straight D to G? I have before my my family owned a screen printing company called Wholesale Science Plus. It was formerly known as Screen Printing Express. I'm sure a lot of people might know the company. Um, but we sold the business business to the manager and that's that's how I know the screen printing part of the company. And we would have a digital side to screen printing at that shop. So I mean it's just a lot to think about whenever you're you're doing this. Okay. And so what you know, how did you get involved with LSU Innovation Park? You know, what kind of process did you go through there? Was there an application? You know, kind of take us through that from the time you found about found out about them until you actually ended up in there because that's where your office is. So kind of give us a little more backstory around the, the process with LSU Innovation Park. Um, it happened, I think, last year. It happened last year, and it was through one of my clients over at Browns Therapy. They actually recommended that I get an office at LSU Innovation Park because they heard that it's for students. I told them I told them that I was an LSU student, and I mean they're all for it. Whenever I told about it, I mean whenever they were telling me about it because it seemed like a great idea. So I went and checked it out. I talked to Christy over here. And she hooked me up with a really good space, which was awesome. Um, there's a lot of benefits for even being here. I make a lot of connections, a lot of business connections with important people. And there's a lot of businesses here in general that I can sell shirts to. I mean, there's just so much, so many benefits. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I know there's a lot of people within there. How many, you know, they got several tenants that all are going to need shirts, all are going to need apparel items. So I'm sure making those connections is really invaluable for you. So what, what is it like being a student as well as running a business? You know, what kind of struggles do you face along with the, the balancing act that is so careful? I'm terrible at balancing stuff. I'm terrible at balancing my schedule. Um, my time management is always 24-7 printing, 24-7 business. School, I would just, I'll be honest, I don't really study for school. I would just... <laughs> Started like 10 minutes before the test and then go in and take it somehow pass and I'd be good to go from there. I mean, I, you're not to do that, but I do. Um, <laughs> it's crazy because clients don't care if you have a business. I mean, clients don't care if you're in school or not. They don't. Right. Right. They don't care if you delay. They don't care if you got a flat tire or like if you had a bad day or anything. They don't. The only thing they care about is their product or the prices. And that's what I spend all my morning doing. Um, but it puts me back on production by a good amount because I have to sit there and reply to emails, sit there and make invoices, sit there and make, you know, there's still a million invoices I still haven't even sent out yet to begin with. Yeah, it's a, yeah, a one-man show operation, right? <laughs> yeah. And 
I mean, it's good to start young because you don't have nearly as many responsibilities as being an adult. Being an yeah. adult, I mean, I am an adult, but like <laughs> when you're older and you have like a house, kids, right? You have to make money to put food on the table in general. Um, you just don't have nearly as much time compared to when you're younger, right? In high school, you could do whatever you want. You, you could do all the dumb stuff that you would expect a high schooler to do, but that time could be easily invested in starting a new business or trying to start a new business. Right, of course. And it's, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, they starting a business at a young age, it kind of matures you a little quicker than not starting a business, you know, than going the normal route and hanging out with your friends on the weekends and just kind of relaxing and not really, you know, creating something on the side. You're, you're still at the same playing field that everybody else is. But I feel like whenever you start your own business and you kind of take it by the reins, you learn really fast, you know, customer service, you learn product development, you learn product and getting that, you know, that valuable product to your clients and in their hands as quickly as possible and as efficiently and as quality as high quality as you can get. So I'm sure that's a very steep learning curve. Also a very, you know, quick, mature process that you went through along the way. Yeah. And a, um, a lot like, so there, there's another part to why I really, really put a lot of effort into this. Um, my dad actually passed away two years ago when we first got the machine about three months after. And it was, it was a really big wake up call for me because you don't really live for that long. Right. Um, he passed away at 36 years old. I was only 18, right? So if you're 36 and and like I'm 18, I'm realizing that you really don't have that much time left. So so it's like there's a lot to look into whenever you're thinking about that. It's it's, it's crazy that it happened, but it really makes you open your eyes up and think that things don't last forever, right? You have to start now or it's going to be too late. You can't start later on. And that's that's how I see the world. You just if you can start now, then do it. Don't keep talking about it. When you keep talking about starting that business you've always wanted to do, you're never going to do it. You won't have enough time to do it. And it's, yeah, no, yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> why why put off for tomorrow what you can do today? Yeah. I mean, that's just the way I run things now. Before, I wouldn't even care. Like, if I was, it was like, if he was still alive, then yeah, I probably wouldn't wouldn't have put as much, really as much effort in, into this. Because the amount of time I grew this in two years is phenomenal. Okay, so how long, what is your, you know, what did that growth look like for you? Starting from the beginning, you know, how long was it till you got your first customer? Um, my first customer was about, it's about, about one month after I had my printer. So what I did was I reached out to a bunch of screen printers. I knew that they needed my service, right? I can do something that they can't and they can do something that I can't. So I figured that why not offer my services to everyone so that we can all make money together. You work better as a group than as an individual. And 
I, I have to thank Keys Graphics over there, Remy and Kelly. They've helped me out a lot. They've always recommended clients to me. They've always sent jobs to those jobs would actually keep me afloat for like a couple couple months. And that was when I was just starting off, so it helped out a lot because I wouldn't have to worry about paying that, you know, that five hundred dollar bill every month. Yeah. yeah. So how did you go through like the design of your website? You know, did you do it yourself or did you get somebody else to kind of t handle that side of it for you? I actually did all of that myself. Um, I didn't hire anyone. I just, I just kind of did it. I didn't really like it. I know it looks good. Um, did, did you look through it? Yeah, man. I, I looked, I looked through it. That's why, that's why I'm curious. Like, you know, where did you, where did, where did you learn those skills? You know, how did you develop all that? What tools did you use for that? Um, Shopify, I, I use Shopify. Shopify is really easy to use. They don't, I, I don't know. I don't really know how to put it. Um, I, I learned, I learned Illustrator and Photoshop about like three years ago when I was back in high school and I got really into doing that. So it, it made making the website really easy for me because I just put up all my graphics on there. It made it made everything look proportional, make everything look correct. Um, with websites, I know for sure that it's based on user experience over putting a bunch of words on the website, right? You want to make it easy right. for your clients to access. It's really hard to make something simple. There's a lot that goes into making something simple, and a lot of people don't realize how hard that is. Yeah. Well, while the user experience may seem simple and crisp and nice and clean the backside of it i'm sure is just absolutely crazy yeah it's horrendous it's it's not great <laughs> <laughs> so what I mean what what made you want to get into learning you know photoshop and adobe and all that's not really a a typical thing a high schooler wants to get into well because i wanted to make better t-shirt designs so i would take t-shirt orders from you know like regular high schoolers and then i would i would just kind of make them and as I'm making them, I'm trying to figure out how to do a certain step. And as I approach each step, I would just Google it or go on YouTube. And then I'll just learn, I'll just learn a new skill as I'm going. And it, I mean, it's all trial and error. It's just like anything else. If you, if you're stuck, you just Google it. <laughs> Google has all the answers, man. That's so true. <laughs> yeah, I know. Google has saved my life so many times. Dude, I, I, Google is like an entrepreneur's best friend. You know, if you don't know how to do something, somebody else has figured it out and they've posted somewhere on how to do that exact thing. Um, I'm, I can't. Oh, my God. I, I love Google so much. It's so amazing. <laughs> so, I mean, so now that you've, you've got your first piece of equipment and you're back in high school, you know, what... How did you start learning and like what did you do to get to the next piece of equipment? I mean, because that's a serious purchase, you know, to move from one printer to buying. I'm sure how many printers you're running now? I got two and I'm going to invest in at least three more with a conveyor dryer. Um, we're trying to open up a second location, but I'm, I, I have to figure out my my side where I, I'm hiring people in. I, I do have helpers, but 
they're not full-time workers. Okay. They're, so are you hiring yeah. students or are you hiring some other people? Um, it's, it's a little bit of both, mainly students that I know people, people I know, Yeah, they're, they're really helpful. They, and they always offer to help me out. I really appreciate what they do. That's good. So you said you're in for computer science or are you in for something else at LSU? Um, I'm in ISDS. ISDS. That's what it was. Yeah. I, okay. I switched so, from engineering to ISDS. Gotcha. Okay. So what, what made you want to go into ISDS? It was the closest thing in business that was something science related because I mean, I'm always going to like math and science. I'm, I'm never going to not like it. So I wanted to keep some, somehow keep a background in that part with my major. Okay. Makes sense. And so is LSU, you know, helping you out? Like, are you involved with the entrepreneurship department there? Are you seeking out, you know, advice from people within the, the various departments at ISDS and entrepreneurship at the university? No, um, I actually never bothered to actually try and reach out to any of them. I probably should. Okay, it's why not? A good idea. <laughs> because I haven't had time. Because I'm always working. I'm always working twenty four seven. I got you. You got to get yeah, got to get those to... those student helpers, man. You got to get them in there printing while you can uh, further business develop. I mean, I I wish it was that easy because there's so many variables that goes into printing. And a lot of reasons, a lot of reasons why I have a lot of customers is because of my quality. My print quality is really, really good compared to other direct to garment printers. Um, I mean, have you've heard of Printful, right? Yes, I have heard of Printful. Um, Printful doesn't put out good quality prints, and a lot of times their clients would go directly to me because, I mean. Why wouldn't you want to pay money for good quality prints over something that's bad, right? It represents who you are. These these clothing brands represent who you are as a person, what you're trying to do, like your goal and mission. I mean, it it it's really bad when you have a print that looks not white, you know? <laughs> right. So I guess what is the what is the dif the differentiating factor? that, you know, makes your shirt so much of a higher quality than something like Printful? Um, the, the, the vibrancy of the print, right? Your, your mm -hmm. prints will look a lot more vibrant compared to theirs. Theirs will look dull or it would stick in the wash. There'll be some holes in it. It's, there's a whole bunch of factors that go into it. It's like they don't even have quality control over there, which is ridiculous. I got you. So it's more of they're just trying to push out numbers, whereas you're really focused on the quality of the shirt over, you know, just getting a, a massive order shipped out. Yeah, exactly. That's what sets me apart from everyone else. And I mean, that's how that's what all businesses should do anyways. Focus on quality over quantity. Oh, very true. It's there. There's quality. There's quantity to an extent. You know, I'm all about getting as many shirts out or getting many products out as you can. But if you don't make sure that product is perfect before going out, there's no point even shipping out. You know, a hundred thousand products if nine hundred. You know, if ninety nine thousand of them are terrible. Yeah, and 
a lot of times people get aggravated with me because I'll walk over and I start pulling prints out because there's like this one tiny error that I see in the print. And I'm like, if they, if I can see it, they're all going to see it. So we have to start pulling shirts out or try to fix it. You know, if you're I mean, a company based on quality, you have to have that quality. Exactly. You know, especially with starting out, you know, I know you're a couple years into this, but I mean, you're still relatively kind of new as far as, you know, the long-term life cycle of the company is, you know, and having that differentiating factor of, Hey, look, my shirts are going to be pristine and perfect every single time. You know, I'm not yeah. going to send you something that's not shaped right. You know, that's unproportionate or it's not centered perfectly. You know, what I send you is going to be the best product out there you can get. And that's something else I want to go and talk with you about is the, 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 the centering and adjusting per size of the shirt. Cause uh, a print that you're going to put on a size small, is not going to be the same as you're going to put on a size triple X. So what, what kind of, what does the behind the scenes look like that on your part when you're printing shirts of that nature? Um, like the same, we're, we're printing the same image across. Yeah, you're, you're the, printing the same. So like you're, you're so like if somebody comes to you and says, Hey, I've got this design. I want to print it on, I want to print it on, you know, 10 smalls, 10 mediums, 10 larges, 10 extra larges, 10 double extra larges. You know, are you using the same size image for that or are you using different sizes according to the shirt size? So we do things a little, we do things a lot diff different over here because um, what we do is we take, we take actual pictures of each shirt, right? Sizes small to 3XL. We'll take actual pictures of each shirt and then we'll scale it up to to a ruler right mm -hmm. so that it's so that the size of that image is all relative to that ruler so you're going to get a size small shirt right you put a 10 right. by 10 box on there look exactly how it's supposed to look on the computer exactly how it's supposed to look in hand okay so that guarantees that your product will look almost identical to what you see on your your mock-up or your proof and that sets us apart because, number one, we don't have to waste any time on trying to figure out, oh, how high or low we should we go or how should how big should we make the shirt. Because um, it does reduce a lot of error, reduces a lot of waste. Um, and customers are way more satisfied to begin with. They, they'd rather receive what they see than just kind of guessing, you know. Sure, right. you haven't had a problem with another customer, but you're going to have a problem with a picky customer. Trust me. <laughs> There's no such thing as a picky customer, man. Come on, what are you talking about? <laughs> we're just we're just going to assume everyone's picky at this point. <laughs> Dave, that's that's the best. That's one of the great assumptions to have is everyone's assume everyone's going to be picky, and everybody's going to want everything exactly to the you know exactly perfect. And you know, some people might at the end of the day be like, oh, this is you know this is a, a tenth of a millimeter to the left when it should have been a tenth of a mill, millimeter to the right, you know, something, you know, that. Had, they got a ruler and started measuring it. <laughs> Did they really? You're like, the, the image is, is too high up on one side versus the other. So it was like, they were basically saying that it was crooked. Ah. So, but I mean, why would you grab a ruler and do that? When, once you put it on, you won't really see it. So there, there's there's some leeway there as far as to how precise you have to be when you print it as opposed to when you put it on. Yeah, but if you can be more precise, then go ahead and do it because 
you know, you're saving yourself a couple hours. You're saving yourself a couple bucks to begin with, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, they won't even return the order. They'll just be like, cool, looks like the proof, and then we're good to go. Yeah, and that's – I know especially when ordering shirts online, it's tricky to get it so exact and so precise. You know, because when I look – if I'm looking at a shirt, for example, for screen printing, you know, I know that when they screen print, they've they've made one screen for one design. Or if they have multiple colors, they'll have multiple screens for each color color layer. And then regardless of the size of the shirt, they're using that same screen. You know, yeah. if I'm, it's I'm running small – it's, it's helpful to know that they're getting how the image looks across each size, you know, mm -hmm. in case, because screen printers do offer that you, you can upsize on the 2X and 3X. Mm -hmm. I know that they do, but they they normally don't want to deal with it. It's a lot of work. Well, I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole other set of screens. If you're running a five-color shirt, you know, that's a whole <laughs> other five screens that they've got to burn and make, and then they have to remember to change it out before they run the plus sizes. But I mean, if they're willing to pay for it, why not? Yeah, it's very, it's a very good point. It's a very <laughs> good point. I'll, I'll get as, yeah. I'll get as, you know, specific and adjustable and as custom as you'd like for the right price. Yeah. I mean, but if there's a way to make that even simpler, even easier, then, you know, that that would completely change the industry if we could simplify the t-shirt ordering process even more. I mean, simplicity makes a lot of money it always will you know yeah that's that's a fact so for along those lines i know that's something that comes across for printers is the image quality uploaded you know like if i'm gonna say hey can you do this design for me but i don't upload a high quality photo you know how are you able to work around that problem that i'm sure you've had to deal with most of the time, we'd either outsource it to get recreated, or I'd do it myself. And the third option would be I'd tell them I can't print it, or it's going to come out looking really bad. And either they'll have me redo it, or they'll just say, go ahead, do it. It looks fine. <laughs> <laughs> looks fine to me, right? And then they get, they get a pixelated-looking shirt. And they're wearing it around and they don't mind. I mean, some people actually don't mind and I'm fine with that. Yeah. If, if they want to, they want to go that route and not take the time to take that extra step of, you know, ensuring you have a high quality image to either send you via flash drive, Dropbox or whatever the preferred method is. I mean, the reason is a lot of people don't, they don't understand illustrator. They don't understand Photoshop. Right. Most people don't even know what a vector is. So you can't really ask for that most of the time unless you do it yourself. and Or you contact the original artist that did it. But sometimes they're just pulling a picture off the internet or making it on custom ink, and then you got to find a way to remake it. Yep. So I want to I kind of go a little... A little back, I know we touched on, you know, the reason you went so heavy into the screen, into the printing business was because you kind of saw that certain events may happen in your life that force you to speed up the process or force you to live it day by day. But what kind of made you want to get into, you know, being an entrepreneur from the beginning? You know, I want to I want to take it way back to pre the printing business. You know, what 
What, what made you want to get into that? I mean, what made you say, wake up one day and like, you know what? I don't want to get a job when I go to college. I want to do my own business. Well, I've actually been saying that since I was like little because I've always wanted to own my business. My dad owned his own business. My uncle owned his own business. My other uncles own their own business. My grandparents own their own business. I mean, we're all business owners. So, I mean, there's there's no way I'm going to get out of it. I'm always going to own, end up owning a business to begin with. It doesn't hurt to start now. It never does. So whenever someone tells me, oh, I'm going to go to school and start my own business, I'm like, well, why not just start it now? What's stopping right. you? You know? There's nothing, there's nothing stopping you. So just go ahead and do it. Yeah, and I, and I, I get the, you know, because be, running a business in college is a is a daunting task. You know, keeping up with assignments, especially if you you don't know, doing fifteen or eighteen hour semesters, you've got a lot on your plate. I mean, because like you said, you're running twenty four seven. You've got to print shirts because your customers they want the shirts when they ordered it. You know, if I'm a order and you tell me your lead time is seven days, well, I expect you to have it to me in seven days. I don't care if you got finals coming up. You know, it's Seven days is seven days from the time I place my order, whatever the lead time may be that you have for your customers. And doing that in college is tricky because I know for me, whenever I was doing it, I was trying to start, you know, two different businesses or something like that when I was in college. And it got to the point where my my studies and my focus on my schooling just was not there. It was so in focused on, you know, networking and connecting with other people and also growing my business at the same time, something's going to fall to the wayside. And unfortunately, most of the time that ends up being school, because when you're in the, you know, in the trenches and you're making money doing your business, that's what you want to spend your time on. Especially as an entrepreneur, we have that drive and that strive for working for ourselves. And so while we may see college is this thing that's just there, it's not, you know, what's most important to us as an entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, people, people <laughs> you know, every time during finals, someone places a 300 shirt order during finals, and it takes me all week to do it. It happens every semester, and I, I don't know if they're doing it on purpose or not. It's, it's always a different person. There's just so much to balance, you know, you, you have to study but you can't study um, because, you know, it takes all day to print shirts. It takes a whole week, especially if you have like, I have about 600 shirts to do right now for this week coming up. And it's, I haven't even started on it yet because I'm still working on orders that are from four weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, that's just how backed up I am. Yeah. I mean, how, how has it been during this, uh, the coronavirus and everything. What's your, how have you, has your order slacked off? Have they have they picked up or are they just kind of remain the same? They've picked up tremendously. Really? Because a lot, of, yeah, a lot of people have more time to start their clothing brands, or okay. they have more time to order shirts for events and stuff. Um, well, not like actual events, but like, I don't know, like a streaming event, you know like this right. right here yeah yeah link below link below yeah all that all that type of stuff yeah i get that for sure okay well i mean that hey that's good you know you're staying busy during the 
the times of down that a lot of people aren't, unfortunately. So I, I guess people are saying, hey, let me start a brand. Let me start a business while I can because there's nothing else to do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome. Um, I'm just really blessed that that, you know, that I'm actually busy compared to other businesses. And, you know, I see other businesses struggling because they didn't take advantage of their online presence. This has proven that your online presence will, it's going to be the future, right? Having right. a social media account, having an online store, that's the future. People don't have time to walk in because they have nine to five jobs. You're open nine to five during Monday through Fridays or Monday through Saturdays, right? People work Monday through Saturdays. So they have to make time to come in, but it's much easier to just buy it online for the same price, right? You're reducing the amount of time to drive out there, reducing the amount of time of labor in general. And I mean, why wouldn't you want to just buy online instead of just walking in? Oh, I, I, that's, I think the future of that product online shopping experience is here now. I mean, I know whenever I was doing my brand, uh, I would link it up to the Instagram photos. You know, I would tag the products in the photos. So all they had to do was tap on the photo once and the product came up and all they click on the product, add to cart, purchase, and it was done. You know, and simplifying that process and getting it so like we went, like we were talking earlier, simplifying and making things easy and user friendly is if you're not there right now, you've got a lot of catching up to do. You know, if you don't have a social media presence on at least two to three platforms, you're not reaching your full potential with your clientele. You know, it's just being out there and being in front of people, you know, and having them say, oh, I like that product, buy. So are you are you linking up your photos to your products on your website? I'm not, unfortunately, but me having my work on my social media account mm -hmm. helps a lot because people would direct message me. Um, we do a lot of work with other print shops around the country. There, there's actually one shop that's, they're actually downsizing. They're using me full time for direct to garment printing because they do, they did direct to garment printing, but now I'm just printing for them full time. I mean, that alone helps so much because a big print shop already has orders, existing orders to begin with, right? And their clientele ends up being my clientele. So it, help, it helps both ends. All right. You know, and that's, especially with somebody doing direct-to-garment printing or even screen printing for that matter, your social media can be like your portfolio for a photographer. You know, I'm not going to yeah. use somebody if I don't know what their past work looks like, especially, especially a screen printer. You know, if I don't know if they do good quality work, I'm not going to use them. And so that's definitely a tool to utilize is, hey, look at my portfolio. Look at my, you know, here's my lookbook. This is what I've done in the past. This is what my products look like. And even filming that process like you do, I've seen some, you know, some boomerangs you've done and some videos you've done showcasing the printing process of, you know, the shirts going to the printer. And I think that is just invaluable for any customer or, I mean, any client or business out there that's trying to get started and get some social media presence or just online presence. They need that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really important to you that that work looks good, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. So kind of starting to get to the, the wrap up segment of the show. What are two lessons that you've learned along the way from, I mean, it could be from lessons you learned in high school, lessons you learned today. You know, what are two lessons that kind of stuck with you along the way in this journey thus far? Cause 
sounds to me like you are just getting started, my man. <laughs> I am just getting started. And I'm trying to there, – there's so much I want to do. You know, I don't want to just do T-shirts for the rest of my life. I want to open several businesses. And, I mean, one goal I learned is that your customers are never going to be happy. They're never going <laughs> to – See, I think they can, man. I think your customers can be happy. Well, okay, yeah. My my customers are always happy with my work, but um they I, I think my problem is that I never put a limit on when you can contact me. So people would contact me every of the hour. Like right now my phone's blowing up. I'm just watching it ding right now. And I, that's that's my problem because I gave out my personal number and you know people can contact me anytime of the day and keep calling me no matter what even when I'm sleeping who calls you at like two in the morning I don't understand it's I like no, shirts, man. I yeah I signed up for this there's no off hours you have to work 24 7 right you gotta wake up at two in the morning go put that in invoice together and start making t-shirts and I mean it's not even a life lesson. <laughs> it's just a problem. Um, um, <laughs> Sometimes the problems turn into lessons, man. You you learn the value the value of hard work and knowing that you always have to be on. Sometimes as an entrepreneur, we don't have that off switch. Sometimes you know we're always either working or thinking about work or helping that client with their next product. Yeah, I mean that's that's what my next goal is because I want to be open twenty four seven. I want my print shop to be open 24-7. The reason is that um, people need stuff in a day. They need stuff the same day, right? Or it's basically funerals. I get a lot of actual orders for funerals because they'll put pictures of their loved ones on their T-shirt. And I want, I want to be able to make that happen for people, right? Um, because, you know, you, you have like a set timeline to get to make everything happen before the the you know the funeral and that's a lot of orders that i get but i'm not able to do that because i don't i don't open on the weekends but i i try to make it happen as as soon as possible if, if they hit well they contact me soon soon um but i'm, I'm just gonna move on to the goals <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I'm just moving away from that the main focus. Um, but I mean, the the lesson I I learned is I'm always learning. That's that's my lesson. I'm always learning. Always learning. Always refining that process, right? You know, even though it's you got it close to you know exactly perfect, I'm sure there's always some fine tunes and tweaks that can always occur. You know, the, the product is never finished. It's true. It's never finished because when you have employees, they're going to mess something up. There's no way you can actually fine-tune that that process unless you actually get a robot and have them do that. I mean, that, that'd be amazing, you know. But these yeah. printers, you have to try. Like your, your kid, you have to baby it every day you gotta clean it every day you gotta um 
you know, change its ink out every day. Make sure you shake up, shake it with that white ink. Because that's, white ink isn't a, a real color. White ink is actually a, it's titanium dioxide with some other chemical that binds to your shirt. Um, I'm sure they, they actually use that in ranch. I'm pretty sure. That's what, you know how ranch dressing isn't actually white? Mm-hmm. You know? I don't That's know, what I they use. And I know ranch. It's it's white in the box. That's as far as my, my knowledge goes of ranch dressing. It's it's white in the box. I pick up at the store. I was not aware that it is in fact a different color. Yeah, that's what they use to make it white because it's a um. I think it's like a type of metal or something that they use. But yeah, I mean, overall, I'm just. I guess my second life lesson would be um. I'm just really glad that I started early. You know, it, it's it's made a lot of connections. It's brought me a lot of experience early on, especially being able to meet with other entrepreneurs who are the same age as me. They're all we're always, you know, giving each other advice, seeing what works and what doesn't work. Because every business is different, right? Right. You can't apply my business model to everyone else's business model. It's never going to work. Even if it's the same business, you can't do that. Yeah, it's every everybody has a different way of doing things. And you could be selling similar products, you know, printed shirts, for example, a finished product would be a printed shirt. But there's probably a hundred different ways people can go about it. And there's hundred different methods people use, you know, different blends that people are trying. And so it's always refining that process, but knowing what works with you and being open with other people to learn what also works for them. And you can kind of maybe work some of that into your process as well. So what is, what, what, what's, what are some things you like about Baton Rouge? You know, what's one thing that you like about being in the area and kind of working with the folks within the, in the surrounding environment? I love how helpful everyone is. You know, people are really nice to me, especially because, um, because I'm young. You know, they know I'm young. They know I'm trying to make this business happen. So they're willing to take the risk with a new business, with a young entrepreneur trying to make it out there and place orders with me. I'm really glad that people actually trust me with their products. It makes me really happy that I'm able to deliver exceptional quality for them, even for other screen local screen printers out here. You know, they trust me with their products. And it makes me feel, feel really good about that. That's great, man. And one, one final question for you is what, what can I do to help you? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, what, what, what's a problem you're having? Maybe, I don't, maybe I'd not be able to fix it, but maybe I can know somebody that'll, I can point them in your direction to help you out. Um, software solutions would be something that would be incredible. Um, well, not like business solutions. If we're able to get a, an actual business solution in my shop where everything is automated easily somehow with barcode scanners and just make life in general just much easier over here, enough for people to 
easily switch in and out and understanding which jobs have to go out in time, which jobs have to be done, which jobs have to be pre-treated. Um, I mean, that would be really helpful if you could, if, if you know anyone that does that kind of stuff. Okay. So uh, a, a workflow automation system maybe would be something that would be beneficial yeah. for you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that, that would be incredible. Okay. So any, anybody listening or watching to the Petty G show, <laughs> reach out to LA Revival Apparel and Benjamin Wynn. And, you know, if you have any experience with the, the data flow, the uh, process flow solutions or the business flow solutions that I help them automate a system, reach out to him and uh, see what you can do to help him out. Maybe you all can uh, work together through that process. Yeah, that'd so, be awesome. Hey, I'm a I'm gonna do my best, man. I'm gonna see if I can find somebody and start using that network, right? So, for everybody listening to the show and watching the show, this has been the the latest rendition of the Patty G Show. I am your host, Patty G, here with Ben Wynn from LA Revival Apparel, and had a great little ch conversation, Ben. I'm glad you came on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely, and for everybody listening, please be sure to. Share the show, like the page, tell your friends about the page that may not be aware of it. Also, check out LA Revival Apparel for any of your direct-to-garment printing needs that you may have. And if anybody has a data flow process system that they can help them out with, be sure and reach out to him as well. So everyone listening, thank you all so very much. Have a good night. This is the Patty G Show signing off with LA Revival Apparel. Thank you.